All right, all right, go ahead. Hey guys, do we think there's enough room to take a seat in here? Do you guys want to sit? Is that the vibe? All right, let's go ahead and take a seat. What is up? What is up? My name is Stephen Rice. I'm the director of the college ministry called The Salt Company. Hey, how many people in here are returning to Salt Company? Nice. How many people in here, this is your first time at Salt Company? Welcome. Welcome. Well, guys, I know there's a lot of new faces, and so I, I'd love to just take a moment and introduce myself. Like I said, I'm, my name is Steven. Uh, I'm married. I have the most uh, beautiful, wonderful best friend is my bride, Mary Stewart. We call her, we call her Stu. We've been married for six years. We have a 10-month-old little nugget named Amos Benjamin. He's the cutest little baby in the world. You'll see him if you come on Sunday. He's really cute. My favorite food is Taco Bell. Lifelong Gator fan. I, my dad raised me to f believe that FSU fans were not saved. <laughs> Genuinely. I'm still struggling to believe it sometimes, but hey, I, I actually want to start off by introducing, I actually want to tell a story real quick about the time I lost something. It was sophomore year of college, and I was really broke. Any broke sophomores in here? Shout out, you're a little too excited about that. I remember I was really broke, and the problem with being really broke is you're broke, and, but there was another problem. There was this girl that I really liked, and I wanted to ask out, but I was broke, and then I found out that well, actually, it went like this. My friend called me and said, hey, man, did you get the package that my mom sent you? And I said, yeah, dude, I got it last week. And he's like, well, did you, like, see the bottom of it? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I saw the thing on the top. It was just like a little gift. It was fine, whatever. He's like, there was a $100 check at the bottom of the box. And I was like, didn't see that. <laughs> and the problem with that was trash day was a while ago. And so we already... Took that box, threw it away a long time ago, like on Monday or something, and it was not Monday. It was like Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, well, shoot. If I'm going to ask this, like, I need to go find this. This is lost. And so me and a friend, it's in the middle of the night, mind you. We get these headlamp flashlights, and we went to the dumpster, and I said, it's Saturday. This was on Monday. What started as a dumpster full to here is now up to here, full of trash. And we're like, here we go. <laughs> and so there we went, and we dove into a dumpster, and we are digging for anything. And finally, I find it. My friend's math test. <laughs> My roommate, he got a 20 out of 100. <laughs> we pinned it on the fridge to make fun of him, but he threw it away, and now it's in the trash. But here's what I knew. I'm close. And... <laughs> I was desperately searching until I finally found the check. I was so desperate for it, and then I found it, and I ended up asking the girl out, and that girl is my wife. Now, yeah, isn't that incredible? All right, let's pray. In God good? I'm kidding. Uh, I want to tell you 
about a story from the Bible about a man who was desperately searching for something that was lost. We read about it in Luke chapter 19. It's a guy named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, you need to know something about him. He was a pretty popular guy, but not in a good way. Everybody knew Zacchaeus, but everybody hated Zacchaeus. And this is why. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. You know what tax collectors do? They collect taxes. But in order to make a living, tax collectors at the time would take a little bit of extra on the tap, on the top, tap, top, for themselves so that they would make a living. But Zacchaeus wasn't making a living. This dude was making a killing, which means he was ripping people off big time. He was getting rich while he was stealing money from other people. So as he got richer, everyone hated him more and more. And so everyone looked at Zacchaeus and hated him. But we learned something else about Zacchaeus in, in Luke chapter 19. We learned pretty quickly that he's searching for something. See, what happens, Zacchaeus one day, as he's sitting in his, like, nice standard loft apartment, he's legit, he's bougie, he sees a crowd outside, and so he leaves his apartment, steps out onto University Ave, and wants to see what's going on. There's this big crowd, and he hears the murmuring, Jesus is coming to town. Jesus coming here to Jericho? I wonder if for Zacchaeus something began to flutter in his heart a little bit. If even at the name of Jesus, his heart began to draw. We learn that Zacchaeus tried to get a glimpse of Jesus as he was coming into town, but problem with Zacchaeus, you guys know this? He's short. Dude's money's long, but his legs are short. He can't see over people. So what does he do? He packs it up, goes home, and calls it a day. He's like, you know what? I, yeah, no, busy. Didn't work out. Maybe Jesus. Maybe next year at kickoff. I'll see him. No, that's not what happens. The gospel writer of Luke, as he's giving an account of all these eyewitnesses of Jesus' life, Luke tells us that Zacchaeus, hearing that Jesus was there but not being able to see him, doesn't go home but runs down University App, runs past the crowd. You know what crowds are like on game day. But this time, Gators aren't playing. Jesus, the Son of God, is playing. Everyone's there. And he runs past this big crowd just to get past them. And he climbs up a tree just to get a glimpse of Jesus as he's walking by. What do we learn about Zacchaeus in this story? Homeboy's rich, but he's missing something. He's searching for something. Though he has everything, there is something in his gut that he knows is missing. I wonder in the room tonight, maybe just maybe there's some people like Zacchaeus. And maybe you're not rich, maybe you're not a tax collector, but you've made some mistakes. You've hurt some people, you've been hurt by people. You're searching for something, looking for something that's lost. And what I can tell you about University Avenue is that people go up and down this street searching. They go searching in the classrooms, in the bars, in diplomas, degrees, in drinks and parties, cool stories, a lot of accolades. But what you'll find is 
as you're a freshman and you search up and down University Ave and all those areas, you'll be doing the same thing for four years. And you will find yourself maybe like me in a dumpster, searching for something that's lost. Or maybe like Zacchaeus, up in a tree, looking for something that you don't have. And maybe you came to kick off tonight because some random person invited you, and you don't even know really why you're here tonight. Maybe there was something in your heart that was drawing you here, telling you that you are actually missing the one thing that could actually give you life. Maybe you're a lot more like Zacchaeus than you would think. But what happens next is the same thing I want to happen to you tonight. Is that a glimpse could change everything about you. Could change your entire life. That's what happens to Zacchaeus. We learn as Jesus is leaving town leaving the city of Jericho, and he's headed to Jerusalem, never to ever step foot in Jericho again. Jesus is on the edge of town of University Ave, about to head out to 75, and he stops. And where does he stop? Right at the tree where Zacchaeus is at. And Jesus stops mid-step, and he looks up and sees Zacchaeus. Now, all the people with Jesus would have seen Zacchaeus too. And they would have seen Zacchaeus and their action would have been this. Their reaction would have been this. There's that guy that everyone hates, that thief, that crook. But Jesus looks at him and sees him truly for who he is. All of his mistakes, all of his past, all of his corruption in his heart. But Jesus looks at him and he doesn't go, Zacchaeus. Jesus looks at him and says his name in a way that Zacchaeus probably hasn't heard since he was a kid. Someone says his name kindly. You've probably heard the kid's story. Has anyone heard the song about Zacchaeus? Anyone grow up in church like me? What do they say? Zacchaeus, you come down. You think that's how Jesus said it? I don't think so. I think Jesus looked at him and says, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. Hurry. It's necessary that I stay with you tonight. What? Think about this for a moment. Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the perfect righteous one who has come to rescue all of the world, and bring his kingdom down as he's going through a city. There is one person that Jesus chooses to stay with. And it wasn't the religious leaders. It wasn't the pastors. It wasn't the church kids. It wasn't the kids who had perfect attendance at church, had all their stuff together. He picks one person in the whole city, and who does he pick? Zacchaeus. How do you think Zacchaeus would have felt in that moment? When he is chosen and accepted by Jesus, the one who claims to be God, how do you think he would have felt? Scripture tells us Zacchaeus received him joyfully and sprinted down that tree. 
Zacchaeus, what would it have felt like? Zacchaeus probably thought, I'm unlovable, I'm unforgivable, and now God, Jesus in the flesh, is choosing me, accepting me. Zacchaeus was overjoyed. You know who wasn't? The religious crowd. They were ticked. They started to complain, Luke's gospel tells us. They said this, why is he going to stay at that sinner's house? Why is he going to stay with such a sinner? And, and, and why would he? Why would Jesus choose to stay at Zacchaeus' house? Someone who is unlovable, unforgivable, the, the worst person in your mind that you could think of. Jesus came to show the most unlovable, the most unworthy of forgiveness that he came for them. See, what Jesus loving Zacchaeus shows us is this, that if Jesus can love the most unlovable person, maybe he can lo love the most unlovable parts of us. If there's mercy for people like Zacchaeus, there's mercy for me, for him, for her, for you. Jesus had come to show the world what God was like. A God who didn't come to the lost to shame them, but to save them. And what happened? What, what? Jesus shows Zacchaeus mercy in a moment and says, come, stay with me. And he shows him grace and, and actually enters into a relationship with Zacchaeus and gives him mercy for the first time. Zacchaeus feels like he is loved and something happens to his heart. As everyone is complaining, Zacchaeus comes out from the dinner party with Jesus and he looks to the crowd and he says, everything that I've stolen, I'll give back times four. And I'm actually going to give back four times, and I'm going to take half of my possessions that I have, and I'm going to give them to the poor. What happened? In a moment with Jesus, he met mercy, and his whole life changed. And guys, you have to listen to this this is what the gospel, this is what Christianity, this is what Salt Company is all about. It is experiencing and encountering mercy that will change our life. Get this, you might have grown up thinking different about who Jesus is and what the gospel is. I have to tell you this, it is about experiencing mercy from Jesus, love from God, and then our life being changed forever. It is not about you trying to change your life so that God will have mercy on you. It's about experiencing the love of God that he has for you and seeing that, getting a glimpse of that, and that truth that God loves you so much that your whole life is changed. That is what Salt Company is about. That is what the gospel is about. 
And Jesus shows to us that it is that simple and it is that easy. That he has come to deal out mercy and hope to people who are searching for it. And so you might have walked in here searching and feeling like something is lost. And know this, you will keep on searching it until you find relationship with God. And the only way to have a relationship with God is this, by experiencing the mercy of Jesus Christ. And in a moment, your entire life can change because that's what happened to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus Jesus looks at him and says this, Today salvation has come to this house, for he too is a son of Abraham. He too is a son of the faith. He had faith in my mercy, in my grace, in who I am. Salvation came that night, and it is that easy and that possible for you. Tonight you can experience mercy. Tonight you can experience and know that there is a God who loves you so much that doesn't require you to change, but gives you grace so that it will change your heart. And so I, I want to show you one verse, and this is how we're going to close. I'm going to show you one verse. It's at the very end. It's verse 10. And Jesus tells us the entire point of the story and preaches this to Zacchaeus, showing him why he has come. Because this story is about someone searching for someone that was lost. That person wasn't Zacchaeus. That person was Jesus. Look at this. Verse 10, it says this. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Don't miss this. This is how your entire life can change. This is how my life has entirely changed. This is what the gospel is. What happened? Jesus has come, the perfect Son of God, on a rescue mission. And why did Jesus come? To punish, to correct you? No. He came to seek and to save. He came to restore and make whole. The, the emptiness in your heart, Jesus has come to save you, to make whole, to give you life now and eternal with the Father. And who did he come for? Put that verse back up real quick. Sorry, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> Keep this up till we're done. What happened? The Son of Man has what? Has come to seek and to save who? The religious? The people with their life all together? Who has he come for? The lost. The broken. The people who have blown their shot. The people who constantly make mistakes. The people who have completely turned their back on God and spit in his face, believed he never existed. The lost. He came for Zacchaeus. He came for the prostitutes. He came for the tax collectors. And listen, he came for you. And he came for me. He loves unlovable people and has mercy on them. And how does he do it? And this is how I'll close. How is there mercy? That's what he's come to do, to seek and to save. And how does he save? See, after he told Zach to come down that tree, moments later, days later, as he would leave Jericho, Jesus would go to Jerusalem. And the perfect son of God sent to the world to bring healing and hope would be betrayed by his best friend. 
He would be turned over to Roman guards. He would be unjustly accused. And Jesus would be led up a hill. He'd be beaten and bloody. And Jesus would be nailed to a cross, and Jesus would die on it. What in the world? God sent Jesus to die? But this is how God was bringing salvation to the world, and this is how God was bringing salvation to you. See, Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. And he could say that because Jesus was going to climb up a tree for him and for you and for me. And that's my plea for you tonight, that there is mercy for you. In Jesus, there is mercy for you. Someone who calls you by name and doesn't look down on you, but looks to you as someone who is lost and searching, and he wants to give you the very thing that your heart has always been searching for, which is relationship with God through him. It is his mercy and his grace, and he tells you tonight, come down. Come down from your tree. You don't have to change before you get down. Just come experience my mercy and my grace, and you will be changed from the inside out. Come down. You've been up there too long. You've been sitting in your shame, feeling like you are unworthy and unloved. Come down and experience the mercy of God. Jesus looks at the lost, and he looks at you, and he looks at me, and says, come down from that tree and experience life to the fullest. This is what's offered to you. And this is what we are going to sing about, and this is what we are going to cling on to, the hope that God loves unlovable people and died for unlovable people. Romans 5, 8 says this, we know that God loves us in this, that Christ died for us. That's good news. That's good news we cling on to, and that's good news that we sing about even now. Let's pray. Yeah, Father, I, uh, I think about this story, and I just think, man, I am Zacchaeus. So oftentimes... I feel my sin, I feel my brokenness, and I feel isolated from community and from you. But God, I remember that, that moment, God, where you saw me in my sin, in my shame, and you called me by my name, and you told me to come down, come experience grace, come experience mercy. God, I pray tonight that there are people who have come here not sure why, searching for something, something that has been lost, that they climbed up tonight searching broken and maybe a sinner. Father, I pray tonight that they would know that even in their mistakes, even in their unlovable state, that they can come down and experience mercy and grace tonight, that they might have come here a sinner, but they can leave a son and daughter that they might have gone up there searching, but they can come down saved and made whole because Jesus, the Son of Man, has come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus, you are worthy of worship because you came for us. In Jesus' name, amen.